This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Colón Bioma Law, PLLC, is 100% native-owned and operated, founded by Vern Colón Bioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Colón Bioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Are now listening to the Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the Five Star Five Diamond Chef J Man, and with me is the Prince of No Air, Carlton Banks. Carl, <laughs> Carlton Banks. Damn, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the listeners by now know that people out in Munkapi used to call you Carlton. So, oh yeah. Yeah, so everyone's familiar with Carlton Banks. They did a revamp. They did a revamp of the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I saw that. Of Bel Air. I watched like the first three episodes. I, I, I was intrigued, but then other things came up and I never finished. I was still series. waiting for Will to pop out, but no Will was coming in the remake. So you were, I gave him. You were waiting for the original Hillary to Hillary, pop yeah, out. And- Hillary Banks. Yeah. <laughs> Tatiana Ali. <laughs> But anyway, uh, it's you know it's great to be back in the studio. I know we missed uh, you know yesterday's. You are now listening to this on Thursday, yeah. So, so as our social media post did mention that Carl and Jayman are celebrating Native American Heritage Month, and by celebrating, we are now running on Indian time. <laughs> We are celebrating the white man's holiday. Yes, we are. We are not celebrating the white man's holiday. But uh, how, so how was your Halloween? We were back here with episode seven, I believe. And so yeah, we're pretty deep like in that. season nine. And so, you know, Halloween was over the weekend. We did have our special Halloween episode. I believe that was two episodes ago. And then even last episode, we were talking a little bit about Halloween and, you know, Halloween being your favorite holiday. How, how did your Halloween ended up end up going? You know, we talked about Halloween three times now. And <laughs> either that's a, it's a, a signifier that we really love Halloween or that we're running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my Halloween was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, there was a, you know, a, a decorating contest, a, a house decorating contest. And I won first place place. <laughs> first so, place. First place. Would you win first place? <laughs> I was going to say first prize and then place at the same time. My brain just kind of overlapped each other the listeners aren't actually here in the room carl so there's no reason to feel nervous when you're just talking to me (laughs) my brain just kind of lapsed a little bit i think i'm having a stroke or something like that i don't know (laughs) but anyway i won first place and 
Yeah, it was pretty neat. I got a I got a nice uh, little plaque that says Halloween decorating contest uh, first prize on there, and I I believe that there's going to be some more prizes. That's what she was saying uh, that haven't come in yet. So I'm expecting that as well too. I mean, like no it cash, was, no no cash, no cash prizes. Not all even my, a gift card. All my cash went into all my decorations. God damn, that's what that's what three hundred dollars <laughs> worth. You, you, you of, sunk a whole grand of Halloween deco. <laughs> Into Halloween deco just yeah. for a plaque? It, it, well, there's probably more like maybe candy or something like that. Like a medal? A medal. They're, they're, they're going to give you a medal for we'll all that the, money you spent? We'll make the plaque into a medal. Making your house look like <laughs> any normal house that's just around here? <laughs> all, the, all the spider webs. <laughs> making my house look more like a meth house. <laughs> I, my Halloween was actually kind of a little stressful because I, I had to race home because my kids. And I guess that's kind of the interesting thing nowadays is like because my kids is school. Yeah. They wouldn't let them wear their masks. Yeah. Into, yeah. into school. And yeah. so that was part of the rules. And so my son, he went on went to school with half a costume because the mask is a big part of his costume. Yeah. And he had a sword. And that was another rule is that you can't take basically toys in that are like, a part of like, your, your costume. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. the two major parts of his costume was a sword and the mask. And so he couldn't take that in. So he's basically just wearing the top and the bottom. But then even then it's like, well, who the hell are you? Because then the mask <laughs> and the sword tell you who the costume is. And then so... And then my mom was texting me, you know, he wants his mask and his sword so he can go trick-or-treating. And then the Red's famous wife, God bless her heart, you know, her and her family, they're still actually doing, undergoing the Hopi wedding that was happening over this past weekend, which actually was pretty cool, too. That was a part of my weekend, too, as well, before going into the Halloween day on Monday. And so there was this big wedding that was going on out in Kilkut's movie. Yeah. And everybody knows that we're talking about this because that was all the comments I was getting when I was there at the wedding. It's like, oh, so you and Carl are going to talk about the wedding that's going on. Yeah, probably not. And, and it's interesting because somebody mentioned you. Somebody uh-huh. did mention you. Somebody did bring you up. And they said this, and I quote, where is your sidekick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the people out there, they recognize who the true Leader of this team is well. They and say the so, same thing about uh, about you as well when they talk no, to no, me. Nobody says that. About yeah, me. Everybody says that. Nobody about you. says that about me. It's like where's your other half? They don't even mention your name. They just said that. Where's the other guy? Well, the other half doesn't signify. They they lesser than they may just basically this say, person, "Hey, it's Carl. Where's that other guy?" Said sidekick. Where's the sidekick? Oh, yeah. here? So you're the true Barnacle Boy oh, yeah. of this tag team. Yeah, that's probably not true. And uh, yeah, yeah your and name so, your name actually never gets mentioned. Actually, so <laughs> you just. <laughs> said you just said and you know well, i you know i like i said before before we started recording i do have yeah. a lot to say okay and so but anyway that's how my halloween went and so you know it was this kind of this big old stressful thing and then the res famous wife got home and she took our kids trick-or-treating out and they were out pretty late uh, yeah. getting candy yeah. and so now you come home and our house is just filled with halloween candy it's filled with nova from the wedding yeah and yeah. you know i i was exhausted from the weekend and you know i guess that's what a desk job will do to you when you're living out here in hopi and you actually got to put in some back work and uh, chop wood and uh lift up bags of flowers so that was that was pretty much my weekend well that's a really good weekend you know i was uh we, we went to the basket dance so over the weekend oh you did okay yeah 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 we we're playing real hopis out here and so we went to the basket dance. Yeah, ate. We were playing. <laughs> we ate good. We, you know, uh, I went out to go watch maybe just a couple. I didn't catch anything. 
man, you, I didn't expect you to catch anything. You know, you know, back then, like when I was growing up, uh-huh. crowds weren't like that. No, no, yeah, man, I I remember. I would have to agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah, like when I was growing up, probably in my early teens, like thirteen, twelve, mm-hmm. something around there, and. Uh, I would get up early just to go watch the first dance. And there would literally be like maybe five or six guys at the first dance. Yeah. Nowadays, they're like camping out. It's like Woodstock. It's like, it's, you know, they, they camp out. They're like the first ones there. And there's like over maybe two, three hundred guys that are there at the, at these basket dance at the early morning expecting to catch something. I mean, it's it's crazy. It gets crazy. It it definitely does. And you know, I, I guess you know, I guess going back to to my experience, and you mentioned that you were playing Hopi, and I guess I was playing Hopi too because then I got to eat a lot of our our delicious Nova that, that yeah. we've talked about before previously. Had Biki, had Bikami, ate the good Biki, ate Monsila, ate 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 the whole nine basically, all that Nekwavi, and so you know, I'm filled with grease. And so if you are what you eat, then I'm practically a sheep right now because that's basically what I ate over the weekend. <laughs> well, man, I know we, we had uh, Nukwavi as well, too. So, you know, it was it was a great weekend. It's always good to be, you know, Hopi where you have a lot of food, a lot of company, a lot of friends, a lot of your, your family involved with all these different things like that. And it's it's great to do that. And speaking of of that. You know, we do have a topic on hand. We, we do have some topics. We actually have two topics okay. on hand. Yes. We kind of have two main topics on hand. But actually, you know, because I think that we've been very busy yeah. in these last few yeah. weeks. And there were some things that have happened between you and I that I'd like to kind of discuss before we get to those main topics. So strap in your seatbelts. This is going to be a very long introduction. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the things that, you know, it's kind of been popping up and this does relate to this idea of playing Hopi over the weekend that both yeah. you and I I were experiencing being real live Hopis over the weekend is that there have been some presentations that have been popping up throughout the Hopi communities. I think that you attended one, but basically, you know, one of the organizations out here, the, the Tukaiki School, yeah. Yeah. and shouts out to them that, you know, that they've been hosting these presentations, sharing information. But I think two of the main presentations that they've been hosting was one on Hopi weddings. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Hopi weddings, this concept, this idea what all goes into a Hopi wedding must be really popular as at least as far as information that people want to know because and even you reflect back on our podcast that we have done two episodes yeah, on yeah. the topic of Hopi weddings and those are two of our most successful episodes that we've done through the podcast and so that's something that's really I guess interesting of interest for people to learn about because then you know it's so different it's so different because I think we had this conversation in our last episode about how different things change when it goes from one village to another and that you know there's so much symbolism that goes behind it that a lot of the steps that you do that there's a reason behind it and a lot of us we don't know what it is we yeah. don't know what those reasons yeah. are and so this presentation that the Tukaiki school has been hosting I guess that's for that purpose to learn all of that stuff but it was kind of interesting because then you know these presentations that they have specifically about the weddings and the clans that they have been I guess exclusive to Hopi so you have to be Hopi to be able to attend these and you know one of the listeners was kind of like Asking, reaching out to me and, you know, kind of a little upset that they were able to go to one of these presentations. And so, you know, this I guess to this day that Hopis are still pretty 
secretive, I guess. Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're not on our podcast. So if you want to know the secrets to that. If yeah, you'll pay us. If, if you, you pay us, and then we'll, we'll tell you what you want to know. But, you know, that was one of the things that's kind of been going on. But the other thing, too, that happened recently is that we were on another podcast. Yeah. We were on the Nakwetsveni podcast, which uh, was released last Friday. And so if you haven't heard it yet, go check out our, our buddy, Dalvin. He has his own podcast called the Nakwetsveni podcast. And I believe that you can find that on everywhere that you can find us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. But what was most fun about doing that podcast and that conversation that we had was that you and I got real personal. Like we got to talk about ourselves. Yeah. We got to yeah. talk about our own interests. And here on this podcast, that that's something that you and I never really get a chance to do. Oh, no. Unless no. it relates to the main topic of what it is that we're talking about. Then usually that's the only time that we're able to do that. Yeah. You know, before we go on with everything like that, and we finishing up like the Halloween traditions, finishing up with like the um, like one of the major holidays that are coming up here. Mm-hmm. I want to give a special shout out to one of our listeners that made my night. Remember last week's episode? I mentioned that uh, Beetle Beetlejuice, the TV series. Yeah, yeah. They one, they found it free. One of our listeners, and shout out to Deirdre Les or Les no, not not Leslie. Uh, Dukbu, her last name is Dukbu. Your sister. I thought her last name was Kapikduita. <laughs> That's why she didn't get you one. <laughs> Shout out to her for finding the entire series of Beetlejuice, the t- television series. Oh my god, that actually made my night, and that actually made you know Halloween all better. You know, it was. It was great. It was it was the best time, and it was the end of Halloween, so the thirty first, and it was the best night uh, coming to an end of uh, of the first major holiday. Well, that's good to know. Now you can loan it to me, so we'll both enjoy <laughs> this gift. Get a DVD burner. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. That was the that was the thing. You know, finishing up with the first major holiday, and and we do have a topic revolving around these things as well too. So. Speaking of holidays, yeah, it's November right now. It's November. And so what major holiday happens in November? Thanksgiving. And so I have this question. There's been this great debate that's going on social media. When is it okay to start putting up your Christmas decorations? On the 24th of December. <laughs> God damn. Because that's when we do it. Do you really? Yeah. Do you really? No shit. Yeah. Wow. Because we're gonna take it down the next day anyway. I, I saw I saw a lot of people like already breaking out their their uh, Christmas stuff in the month of July or what in this month. Oh. And then some people were like, "It's November first, Merry Christmas!" And yeah. So like all of a sudden, you know, it's like Thanksgiving doesn't exist anymore. And so we jump straight from Halloween into Christmas. And so, but I mean, for me, I guess personally, my rule my rule used to be no Christmas stuff until December first. Yeah. But because I am a big fan of Christmas, I love Christmas, I love the music, I love the lights, I like all the decorations that you see everywhere that you go, I just love how excited my kids are, and you know, when I was a kid, I used to be excited too, primarily you're excited because you're getting presents. Yeah. Like, that, that's that's the main thing, we celebrate the materialistic side of, of, of what Christmas represents, and so, you know, my kids are similar, they get real excited because then they have, you know, these dreams of what it is that they're going to receive for Christmas. But because I love Christmas so much, now my rule, I'm starting to bend my rules. My rule is the day after Christmas. Yeah. The day after Christmas, it's okay to start putting your stuff up. And then plus, you know, I enjoy You mean the day after Halloween or the I, day after uh, The day Thanksgiving. after Thanksgiving. Oh, the day, the day after, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You said Christmas. Oh, my, I'm sorry. The day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> 
And, you know, I, I enjoy it because when I wake up early in the morning and it's dark in your house still, I plug in my Christmas lights and then the and whole, then they all light whole house up. Yeah. lights up. And yeah. then you can see. And so it's just such a, a different thing. But anyway, I guess, you know, making this introduction any longer than it needs to be, you know, talking about, I guess, you know, the concept of today's episode really was kind of talking, somewhat talking about holidays, but really talking about uh, basket dances is something that we had brought up previously about doing a topic on and then you mentioned that you were at this basket dance yeah. for the weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know us having so many listeners off the reservation what are basket dances you know it's it's a tradition that there's um there's there, there's these women that participate in this uh, this basket dance where they have they dance basically with baskets you know basket plaques um the Zaya sifter baskets baskets from michaels <laughs> Well, to you, yeah, maybe. What are these baskets? <laughs> they're made out of wicker. They're made out of uh, like uh, yucca plants, and they they're beautifully adorned with different designs of Hopi designs. And you know, women you know exclusively make these uh, plaques here. These uh, that nice baskets, basically. What are they called in Hopi? Uh, they're called Ditsayas or they're called Yenyepas or they're, you know, these, all of these different types of plaques that, uh, that are, are made by Hopi women and they dance with these. And it's basically, this dance is ma- mainly for the men, you know, men, men go out and they go and they get basically, it's like a throwaway dance, you know, where they throw away, uh, you know, cheap products, uh, you know, 99 cent, um, you know, candy and, you know, all of these little, little knickknacks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, it's very fun because you get to enjoy the women singing their songs and you get to s- catch some stuff in basically in, uh, you know, in the mix of everything like that. So, so this dance is, is it's a ceremony. It's a ceremony that's conducted by women's societies. And we've yeah. mentioned multiple times on this podcast that throughout our, traditional calendar that there is a little space carved out for the ladies to take center stage to be the showcased and you know these basket dances are part of their platform i guess to be able to be shown and then so you know this these baskets that they dance with that you mentioned you know that they're uh some of them are called yingyapus and you know that's dictated on based of the material and style that they're made. And then you have another basket that the coiled basket that's made out of, I believe rabbit brush. Yeah. It's the Pahana term for it. And those are called potas. Yep. Those are called potas. And then you have these baskets that you mentioned are made out of yucca leaves, moho, and that those are called tizayas and that these ladies dance with these baskets. And I guess, you know, the, the important thing to note about these baskets is because that they it takes a lot of time to make them. Oh, yeah, it and does. And that you mentioned that how beautifully some of these look because a lot of symbolism, design, and color is intertwined with it. And so some of these baskets can tend to be, I guess, um, money-wise, can be very expensive. Yeah. And then so some of these young, young uppers, I guess, based on the size and the intricacy of it, can go anywhere between three to $500. Mm-hmm. Both us probably about that two to five hundred dollars. Same thing based on size, and then the tizayas can go anywhere between eighty to two hundred bucks. Yeah, based on the color, size, and design. And these ladies dance with these, and they dress up. They get dressed up in their UC, and then they dance. And while they dance, 
these manas, I guess, quote unquote manas, that they come out and then they wauhito. It's the term for it. And then they, like you said, they throw out everything that you get from the dollar store shelves. Yeah, basically. Coat yeah. hangers, <laughs> toilet paper, um, bowls, plastic bowls, plastic cups, like everything from A to Z. But they also throw out some very prized things. Yeah. They throw out baskets. Yeah, they throw out they baskets. They throw out the tetzais. They throw out botas. They throw out yinyapas. And in this day and age now, they're starting to throw out yusi. Yeah. They throw out guewas, hopi belts. They'll throw out uh, guasas. The dresses. Ladies. Yep, dresses. Yeah, some of them, they throw out the hopi shoes. They uh, they throw out pottery as the well. Pottas. Yeah, they, they're starting to throw out pottery. Pottery that are, are prized as well, too. And, you know, it's... It, it's just, I, it, you know, it's to symbolize that this is the end of uh, the women's society here, and it's 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 just basically symbolizing the end of their their kind of their term, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, to my knowledge, at least, you know, and, and I'll admit that my knowledge on Hopi stuff is very limited, but as there's three three dances, I guess that women do. Yeah, once uh, Mamra, yep. which happens before these basket dances. Yeah. And then the one that happened this weekend in Songong Pave is Lalkun. Yep. And then the ones that are done nowadays in Third Mesa is Owaka. Yeah. And so that there are these differences. And as far as what the differences are, I would have no idea. <laughs> because then, you know, when they're preparing for these dances in the Kiva, that there's even more intricacies and steps and processes that they do in order to make these dances happen and then in his in the hisat time that there was a wimi behind it that yeah. there were women that are or I guess still to this day on second mesa they still go still into go through Mangraut, they still get wimkia into lalkon but on our third mesa site he said that you used to be able to get initiated into owaka and that there was a process and that there was a, a membership just like it is when you go to Sam's Club and you want to buy groceries <laughs> there that there was a process to that. And so now today, you know, I, I guess really, I guess the thing that people like about yeah. these basket dances and people really do enjoy basket it, dances. Like there's these memes that you see on social media. It's like these pictures of football games. You know, this is what everybody looks forward to in the fall. But then this is what I look forward to in the fall. And it's a drawing of, of, of a, the ladies throwing out all their different things during the basket yeah, dance. Yeah. And I even have Navajo friends who have been to basket dances. And that's so what they always ask, you know, so when are the basket dances happening? Because that's something that they really enjoy going to. And I guess, you know, for people that really enjoy these basket dances, I think that, you know, why they like it, it's because... It's, it's this concept of fighting for the things that they throw up. Yeah. And so the ladies, they dance in a circle. And then the crowds will be in all directions of the dancers. And then these owakal manas, or I don't know what it's called. My assumption would be lalkon manas. Yeah, and the lalkons, mana, yeah. And that they come with all these different things. And then they start throwing out all everything. Clothes hangers. Uh, cups, bowls, as mentioned before, ramen noodles yep. is always a popular yeah. thing, and then everybody's just fighting for them. Everybody's just got their hands in the air, and I, I guess that would be a difference that's visually different. Is that lalcon, the girls, they don't run around; they just throw from the circle. Yeah, that the ladies are dancing in in owaka, that the girls run outside of the circle, and yeah. so they're running amongst the crowd. 
throwing things, and everybody's just having a grand old time, yelling around, "Ooh, ooh, ooh, ooh!" Yeah, Mewi, Mewi, Mewi. She's not your Mewi anymore. <laughs> and, and so you know, and I guess that's that's the fun of it. And so, like you, th- the thing that I always used to relate it to is that you know, when we were kids, like like football, we like to play football yeah. because then it's rough. Or you like to play that game that would be culturally inappropriate. These in today's day and age is smear the queer smear the queer <laughs> and you liked it because it was a rough game yeah. and then you know these basket dances that they get pretty rough they do they get they pretty do. rough and so like you know I guess the standard protocol is that you know they try to tell instruct the women that are in attendance that aren't participating you guys go on the roof yeah or if there's kids you guys go on the roof then the men should be the ones that are down on the ground because that's where all the ruckus happens yeah like a mosh pit but without the music the hardcore music <laughs> you know you know and everybody has a story about behind what 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 they saw or if they participated in like this like this mashup basically you know like there was one story up at Hoodvela where that uh they were fighting for a belt a Hopi belt mm-hmm. and they it got to it got so intense that they the fight happened after the dance that these women had gone to go rest and to go get you know whatever more and this fight was still happening and i think basically i think there were like five or six guys that fell off the mesa <laughs> still holding on to the belt and landed in in a you know a pool of water or the pavek you know and they fell in there and they were still fighting like that it was it you know it's very very intense it gets intense like that and by the end you're only left with like maybe four strands of uh, material that you left four pieces yeah. of a belt four pieces yeah. of a belt yeah and it, it gets very very intense like that well you know you did mention earlier in the in the podcast that you talked about how how things used to be when yes. you were young yes because i remember you know that that i remember that when they would have the basket dances the things the the, the parts about it that i used to like i used to like it on friday yeah, the Friday, the day before the actual dance, the dance that the women they would come and they would dance publicly. Yeah, in the uh, in the women's plaza that they, you know, most villages have a, a special plaza for the women. For, yeah, for specifically for the women that yeah. they call the Momoyam Gisonvi or Momoyamwe which just translates to women's plaza. And so they would come out, but they would they wouldn't be in their Hopi clothes just yet. That they'd still be wearing their Pahana dresses or t-shirts blouses whatever that may be and then they would dance but then when they do this dance on friday that nobody's throwing anything out so i guess the chaos part is removed from it and you can actually see them dancing and you can actually hear them singing and as a kid i remember i used to like that well one i think i used to like it because it was just one time yeah and it wasn't an all-day thing and so i got to go home like soon right after and so you know (laughs) that was one thing that i always remembered but then you know i i guess you know and it has changed. It has changed because then when you think about growing up in the 90s, you know, just this difference between the 90s to, to, to now to 2022, that there would be big crowds, but they wouldn't be anywhere near the size of the crowds that there are today. Mm. No, I mean, like uh, talking with Kwa, you know, when he was growing up too, you know, he would go, there would hardly be anybody at a basket dance. And these women would come over and would just have a little bit of whatever they have in like sacks that would be it and you know the more popular uh, items were from like uh like if they if they had enough money they would buy like pie pans or mm-hmm. they would buy like groceries or 
plastic goods, you know, all of these things. And men would, you know, go crazy over that. They wouldn't go crazy over the yingepas uh-huh. or the botas because, you know, you can get that anywhere. You know, because he, he said that one time he was up there with his dad up at Musangnuvi when they had their basket dance up there. And there was this one, it was just a crowd, just a small crowd, maybe like seven or eight guys that were there at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And this boat came flying over and it just landed right in front of one guy and guy didn't even do anything. He just kicked it aside and he was waiting for the plastic goods. Really? Yeah. he's really? And he's like, and he's like, yeah. And later on, he just picked it up and then just he went home. That was it. <laughs> Nobody cared. You know, my father shares similar stories of, of what it used to be like back then. <clears throat> yeah. In, in those decades prior to us living is that, you know, he he told me that, you know, those awakalmanas uh, or, you know, the throwers that really they will only throw what they could carry on their back. And so they would have all their baskets wrapped in some sort of cloth that they would carry on their back when they went into the Gisunvi. And and then that's all that they would throw out. And, and back then he told me that it was mostly just baskets yeah. that they would throw out. And just like, what a story. He said that there weren't a lot of guys in the crowd that a basket would fall right in front of you. And you could just bend over and pick it up. And nobody would rush and try to take it away from you. That yeah. you didn't have to fight for it. That you just had to pick it up. But then, you know, decades later in this day and age, when the Owakalamana comes running and she'll have something prized in her hand, whether that's a yingyapa, a bota, or a tetsaya, and she'll be waving it from left to right. And really yeah. what she's trying to do is she's trying to clear everybody out of her way so that she can make it to where she's going to run. But then because she has it in her hand, everybody can clearly see that that's what she's going to throw out next. Yeah. And then everybody's eyes get gets big. And then noise comes from the crowd, kind of like this gasp, like, oh, oh yeah. shit, she's going to throw something good. And then they're all yelling, throw it this way, throw it this way. Or, you know, they're trying to get her to throw it in the direction that they're standing. And then finally she'll stop and then she'll throw it as hard as she can. And then just this big mob of hands and people, men, go up to where this these baskets fall. And most of the time... Somebody doesn't catch it clean Like they don't yeah. just catch it in their hand yeah. Like five guys will catch it all at the same time And then come down And then yeah. nobody will let go of it And then more guys will jump in And try to get their hands on it And basically it becomes this huge dog pile That people are fighting for whatever it is that they threw And usually by the time that When somebody comes out with Whatever it is, it's partially destroyed. Yeah, it, it gets destroyed, and you know people do get hurt. Some sometimes, uh, you know, the because sometimes these yingyapus are made with a uh, wire. You know, the wire metal ring. wire. Yeah, metal wire, and uh, that comes loose or that comes breaks off, and you know some guys will get stabbed by this. You know, and they they don't care. You know, they they, they keep fighting with that. They 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 want to get that you know that prize possession, and it is it's it's it becomes that prize where you like I fought for this item here, even though it's destroyed, even though there's nothing, hardly anything left. You're proud that you were in a fight and that you won <laughs> and that you won. You won that item. And I, I think that, you know, nowadays it's become commercialized. Basket dance has basket dances have become so commercialized that we that we make it where it's like we have to do it better or bigger next year. You know, we have to get more and more stuff the following year. 
because it it is it's kind of an interesting I guess interesting dynamic of how how the basket dance has become because we mentioned that you know decades ago that if you were going to participate all you needed was just detalles yeah that you would make yourself and at some point sometime somebody decided let's introduce white men's items groceries into this equation let's get pie pans let's get plates let's get cups let's get ramen noodles yeah People throw out custom T-shirts in in oh, this yeah, day yeah. and age. Pillows, I, custom I, pillows. I remember that you know one of the more recent. Well, I guess basket dances before the pandemic. That there was this T-shirt and it read, "All I caught at the basket dance was this shirt." <laughs> and then so you know one of the ladies was throwing those T-shirts out, and that's what people were were fighting over and, and catching. And so at some point, you know, as you mentioned, that it did become it really became materialized. Yeah, it, and and then so more things, more things. And then so like now these 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 girls or these ladies that are going to throw that they have to start accumulating items months in advance. Yeah. Because of how costly it is to buy all of these items that they're going to throw out that relatives have to contribute to yeah, what it donate, is that they're yeah. going to throw out and then so you know you're going to the dollar store you're dropping about a grand on clothes hangers and toilet paper. <laughs> probably not really spending that much, but then you're spending money on the stuff that you have to throw out. Yeah, because yeah. because the women they don't know how. Not everybody knows how to make us anymore. No, not everybody knows how to make botas anymore. So now you're having to buy these items, and as mentioned before, that they can be up to five hundred dollars in cost. And then, and then I guess you know when you really talk about it, really thinking about it, that when it does cost that much money to procure these items, and then for most of it to be half destroyed by the time the dance is over, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Exactly. I mean, like it's it. it that's what I'm saying. It becomes more commercialized. It becomes more materialized rather than the the idea of of the basket dances. And well, I'm, there is a deeper meaning to the basket dances. But yet we don't want to know what it is because we're fighting for. We don't care what. It yeah, is. yeah, we, we and, just we just don't care. And I guess that's a good segue into this point because I did want to talk about because I don't make an attempt to make it to the basket dances anymore. Yeah, because I don't like to be there. I don't like to be there because I don't like to see what those dances have become in this day and age. And you know, I know that a majority of people only go to these basket dances for the throwing part of it. Yeah. They want to catch things. Yeah. They want to fight with each other. They want to fight over baskets. And the other thing that people like to do and this is something that I hate is they like to drink. Yes, they do. And it's it's become to where like a tradition that men will go to these traditional dances drunk. And it's <laughs> become a tradition. It's become a tradition. Yeah, you know, guys will say that. Yeah, I got a forty here. Let's go drink. I and got then, a thirty pack. Yeah, here. and then they'll go drink, and then they'll go to the basket dance, and, and spend, then they'll go yeah, fight, and they'll go fight. You know, it, it's not to where they want to catch something. They just want to be a they part just of. Have fun. Yeah, they just want to have fun. It's become this big old party. Yeah, and it, it's it's that that kind of throws off everything about like what the traditions and the values. Of these special dances are, and you know, it, it's it's become like that. It's become commercialized. It's become materialized, and there there is no real big stop to it. You know, people will like mewa, you know, uh-huh. like or like warn people mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. about what's 
you know, what not to do. Mm-hmm. But yet they do it anyway. They do it anyway. And there's no enforcement to that. Nope. And, and, and I, guess, yeah. I guess that's kind of like the most disheartening thing because then I think about, you know, I've always had that thought, like, why don't they just like, if do you know there's a basket dance going on in one of the villages, why doesn't the Hopi PD just have all of their officers there in person? Because, you know, there's going to be people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's guaranteed. Like, there's not a lot of things in this world that's guaranteed. But drunk people at a basket dance it's is always guaranteed. guaranteed. Yes, exactly. And so, you know that they're going to be there. And so, I've always thought, why not just come out in full force? And you don't even have to arrest them. Just do it like the old days out at the county fair and then just construct a makeshift corral. All the whole hunak, just throw them in there. Got to go get my taha. Hose them down and then just make them stay in there. Yeah. And then they can leave when the dance is over. Yeah. Because, you know, I guess I understand that, you know, the jail probably doesn't have enough room no. for all of them. And they probably can't all be arrested. But why not just do that? I've always had this thought. And then, then you know, sometimes I think or I hear people say, well, because, you know, I guess... Doing that at a dance, arresting people would disturb the peace of what the purpose of the dance is. Well, you but know, then it's like, but then them then it there can, it has to catch twenty two. Yeah. Drunk is disturbing the peace, yeah, and disturbing the harmony of the purpose of it. And so, you know, like that, like I guess you know, like that. I'm not from Songongpavi. I'm not part of this Lalkon society. Yeah. And so I guess those folks would know more as to why that's something that they don't do. Or maybe the PD itself isn't willing to do it. Like just staying out because of it. Because yeah. I've seen police officers at these dances before walking amongst walking amongst the hohonak. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, hey, what's up? You're all drunk. Yeah, he's all buzzed out. <laughs> buzzed out and, saying and you, what's up to the cops. The, the funny thing, too, is that... It is illegal to drink on the reservation. Mm-hmm. It's illegal mm-hmm. to it's be illegal. yeah, it's by Ill- tribal law. By tribal law to drink on the reservation and to be intoxicated on the reservation. But yet these cops at these traditional dances don't do a, a thing. Mm-hmm. They just leave it as is. They're I, they're probably just really there for like extreme cases. Maybe. Maybe. But, but then you know and then so that that's kind of something that I I dislike seeing. To me, I mean, to me, it's disrespectful. It is. Like, it's to very me, disrespectful. It's disrespectful in the work that the society is doing to put the dents on. It's disrespectful to all the men that have we me that are doing something. Yeah. Because then, you know, yeah. these dances are still a part of this larger yeah. ceremonial calendar. Which ultimate purpose is to keep our earth spinning on its axis so that our lives can continue. Yeah. But yeah. Then yet, you know, it's it's acceptable. It's acceptable for you to show up, to come and bring your drinks, to get drunk, and then engage in what's going on at uh, these dances. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is highly disrespectful. And if you do that at these dances like that... I have no respect for you. I was you. say that. Fuck you. <laughs> I have no respect for you because you have no respect for anything that is done on the Hopi, in Hopi society, in Hopi culture as well like that. So if you guys are listening to this and you do that at basket dances, stop it. You know, just quit it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a traditional dance and we have to keep it traditional. I could just picture them now listening to this podcast with their beer in their hand. Okay, Carl, we'll stop it. Take a swig of the Bud Light. 
<laughs> I'll stop after this can. <laughs> or like, fuck finish you. that can. They're like, oh, fuck you, Carl. Yeah, hey, fuck you, Carl. You don't know any, <laughs> you don't know any shit. <laughs> Just because you can't catch a basket, Carl. <laughs> Try to stop me from having my fun. <laughs> but, you know, I guess that that's kind of one aspect that I don't like about the dances. And I guess just generally, too. I, I think that a lot of us... Today, unfortunately, we go to basket dances for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That we really yeah, we do, do just go for that throwing part because then, you know, like sometimes in the times that I have been to basket dances, that it's really hard to navigate through the kisun because there's so many people. And then so, you know, you stand where it is that you're able to stand. But once the girls are done throwing what they're throwing out and they go back to the kiva. The crowd disperses. Yeah. The crowd disappears. And then I'm able to get closer to the ladies and hear them singing. The singing part and of see, it. And, and so that, that's kind of, you know, the part that kind of like annoys me or it pisses me off. It's because then like these ladies have really nice songs. That's what I was going to say. Really yep. nice songs. And these songs, they remind me of my soul. They yeah. remind me of people that are no longer here before. Because then this idea of them, I have it so associated with these basket dances because I remember them dancing. I remember them dressed up. I remember some of my kias that aren't here anymore that they would really tell me, you know, come get my basket yeah. on the yeah. last one. And then so, you know, this memory of some of these ladies that are no longer with us that I have them tied this idea of the basket dance and then so when these ladies are singing this really nice song and it has this really nice harmony like sometimes it chokes me up yeah and i start you know yeah. a little tear comes out because then it starts make, taking my mind back down memory lane and plus you know it just sounds so nice and so now in the 2022 the only time that you can hear these songs are at the very end when the girls are done throwing things out and you know that these people that go to the dentists are only there for the action because oh, yeah. as soon as action stuffs, then they, they, they leave. They, they just leave. They yeah. leave. Yeah, and just like what you said too. Yeah, it, you know these songs are made specifically for this occasion here, mm-hmm. and we're so sad to not hear these songs because you can't hear yeah, them when they're throwing things up, and when guys are yelling and you know the crowd is chanting. You know, it, it becomes this whole idea of like just a fun time, and I'm sure it. I'm sure that's kind of incorporated in that as well too, but not to this extent. I'm pretty sure, but you know, it, it's it's just. I guess I guess what we're trying to say is that we we're losing the the value of it. We're you losing the the idea of what these these dances are meant to portray. Yeah, and you know, I, I guess you know one one more thing before we move on to. Our last topic is that, you know, and I, I, I do I do notice it is that, you know, and I think you're right, is that, you know, Hopis, we have this serious keeping up with the Joneses problem. Because then, you know, when it, it, it it's it's not enough for us just to throw out ramen noodles. It's not enough for us just to throw out plastic cups. We have to get creative. Yeah. And what we throw out, we have to we have to be the only ones. I'm going to start this trend. I'm going to start throwing T-shirts out with things printed on them. Yeah. I'm going to throw... Um, even more valuable stuff and so like 10 years from now if they're still having these basket dances you'll probably see iPhones being thrown out or (laughs) iWatches or or something like that because you know talking about the differences about you know when we were kids that 
really the valuable things that they used to throw out, really it was just the baskets. Yeah. But then now they're starting to throw UC out. They're starting yeah. to throw belts out. They're starting to throw dresses out. Yeah. And the thing, I guess, that really kind of annoys me about when they throw the belts out is that a lot of those girls, like, because when they pull the belt out, it's already tight. Yeah. It's already tight. But what they do is that they, they untie, untie it. it. Yep. And then they throw it out untied. And I've always thought, why don't they just leave it tied and throw it out that way? Because then if they leave it tied, then one person has a better chance of catching it cleanly. And then you won't fight for it. Because when they untie it, and this really relates to that story that you shared in Hotevilla, because I was there, I remember that. Yeah. That story is that the belt was untied. And because these belts are long. Yeah. And then so you have like at any time up to 12 guys having a hand on that belt. Nobody's going to let go. Nope. Nobody's no, going to let go no, of no. that belt. And so what eventually ended up happening at Hotvela because they were fighting for that belt for hours. Somebody finally took out their knife and they cut the belt. And so you really devoted hours of your day to fight for an eighth of a belt. <laughs> and then what use is it to you after that? Put it in like a, a, a like a what is it a, a shadow a shadow, a shadow box, box. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I fought for this and I won. Basket dance two thousand. <laughs> so picture yourself yeah. in your hat shirt, oh, oh, shirt, your, your shirt, oh, yeah. <laughs> just holding a little bit of the face, belt, face all bloody. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a lot to the the basket dance that we haven't told you about and, and stuff like that. But this is just the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg that has that has been what has. What we have seen and what has been seen. So it's, I mean, and I guess not to be a hundred percent down. I mean, it is fun to it attend. It is fun. Like, it I is very, fun. very fun. I, 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 I have fun when I go, but yeah, you know, I'll still roll my eyes at people. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do the same thing too. I, I, I only attend the last dance when they're throwing out stuff from the Kiva. From the Kiva. Yeah. Cause you're guaranteed to get something. Something. Yeah. Something. Not, not all of it, but just guaranteed to get something. What's the harshest Experience you've ever had with a basket dance, at a basket dance. Uh, there was a little pottery up in Hotvela coming straight towards us, uh-huh. and this was mid morning. And I caught it, and some other guy caught it too. And we both went down, and then ten guys just started oh, piling man. on us. And I dropped that pottery, and it was only the hand size, hand hand little little hand pottery, and it dropped into the sand. And I found it. And this guy tried to pull on it, and I stepped ah, on it, and he broke, and it. I broke it in half, and it all shattered, and everything like that. And I came out with a couple pieces, and and um, this guy just he basically just handed me over whatever pieces that were left. <laughs> so I still have it; it's still uh, it's still in shards, but it's it's there somewhere. I don't know if I threw it away or not. I, there, there was a basket dance at Oppermund Kapi, and it was late, like it was dark, yeah, and yeah. they were throwing from the kiva. And I was trying to walk from one spot to another. I was trying to get a better spot so that I could try to catch more more things. Yeah. And as I was walking in it dark, like you can't see nothing. It was yeah. starting to get dark. And I just remember seeing out of the corner of my eye, this frying pan Un- flying. <laughs> Boom. It clocked me in my head. And man, I was like disoriented for a few seconds. Like what the hell just happened? Just saw the stars. <laughs> It was like one of those Looney Tune cartoons. You and saw the birds, the birds started <laughs> flying around on the top of my head, and then, and then I finally got myself together, and I kept going. I know though, I had a big bump on my head. Oh man, 
That's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, uh, speaking of basket dances in November, I mean, uh, October, end of October, we're in the month of November. And to celebrate the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. We got two more major holidays that are coming up. And one of the things that I never really heard of, but it, uh, apparently this is a new holiday here. This is something that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. And, and it's uh, Native American Heritage Month which is in the month of of November. You know, we actually did talk about Native American Heritage Month briefly Uh in a previous episode. And so in preparation, because I knew this is something that you wanted to talk about, I went back to that episode and I listened to it. Yeah. And you pissed me off in that episode. And I pissed you off in every episode. I was thinking, I was like, how the fuck have I lasted this long? (laughs) Because then listen, going back, listening to that episode, this is the episode we did about two years ago. And so it was about 2020 yeah. when we briefly talked about Native American Heritage Month. This was the episode where you had wished me happy birthday. So I had just turned 34 or something like that. Yeah. And I was thinking like, God damn, we've been doing this podcast for, for a, a while. Time. Yeah. Like for a big chunk of my 30s, we've been doing this <laughs> podcast. And then two, you accused me of saying something false on air. <laughs> Which you have yet to prove. I did prove it. Your accusation. I did prove it. And you have yet to buy me lunch because then we made I a I did bet buy you lunch. That you had to prove what it is that you were claiming, which to this day <laughs> you still have it. And then three, basically you made a lot of remarks that just had me rolling my eyes. And I was like, God damn, how, long, how is it that I've lasted so long being your partner on this podcast? Well, anyway, you know... Um, I'm pretty sure that deep down you still love me as as <laughs> one of your own. So, And so I guess the big question, because it is Native American Heritage Month, Native American Heritage Month did start on November 1st. And then so, you know, this is really the first week of yeah. November. And so I guess the question is, how are Carl and J-Man celebrating Native American Heritage Month? Because we got we got some good topics that are coming up. Yeah, we did talk about doing a podcast about powwow. And so, you know, that was kind of one of the subjects that we were going to talk about, because I think powwow was probably one of the most well-known, I guess, native practices nationally. Yeah. As as far as like a larger audience goes. And so, you know, and the powwow has migrated and made its way here onto the Hopi reservation. And so you do have a lot of young Hopis, mostly, I guess. I don't know if there's any old Hopis that participate in powwow, but mostly it's the younger generation that's undertaking this practice. And so, you know, we got a special guest for that. And so that's something that we're going to talk about. So, and then also, too, um, our intern, AJ, does a lot with native fashion. And so yeah. you know, that was another topic that we had talked about revisiting was this whole world of native fashion. And so you got a lot more native fashion designers and this might be an idea is that you do a topic on native influencers since we did talk about that briefly on uh, the podcast that we were guests on delvin's podcast so like do you celebrate native american heritage month oh yeah i celebrate it so what do you do you put out a flag or something like that i tell i tell white people uh give us our land back or buy me lunch (laughs) you know (laughs) you put up a flag (laughs) Well, there's a there's flags for everything, like the Black Pride flag, and I take I take the whole month off of work, <laughs> and I just sit at home in my loincloth, you know, um, get indigenous again. You know, you know, thinking of, thinking about this thing here is like, I I think that Native American Heritage Month is racist, <laughs> and the reason why is because because we're not being considered considerate. No, of, no, no, uh, no. Okay, South Americans, no, no, no. Indigenous think, South Americans. Think about it. 
Why did somebody say? Why did somebody say? Okay, think about to it. Northern <laughs> American or North Northern American. Think about Indians. it. Why did somebody think of the the month to be in November so close to Thanksgiving when the first native said that hey let's have Thanksgiving with these white people here that is that I is think, one of the most think, highly racist I things. think that was the sole reason as to why I think Native that's, American Heritage Month. I think that's racist. I think that's highly racist. We should wait, have wait wait we should have Native American Month on December. Is it Native American Heritage Month or is it Indigenous? Native Heritage Am- Month. No, it's uh, Native American Heritage Month. <laughs> right? I, 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 don't I, don't know. Know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't know anymore, Carl. I put on my flag. Because uh, as Michael Scott once said that when I was growing up as a kid, yeah. gay used to mean lame. Oh, yeah. But now today it means something completely it means, different. It means like, uh, means you're prideful now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, you know, I, I think that we should have Native American Heritage Month next month on December. No, that's when Christmas is. That's why. It's so close to Christmas because a lot of Native Americans like to celebrate Christmas. Maybe a lot of us like to celebrate Thanksgiving. Nobody likes to think celebrate Thanksgiving. I love to celebrate. I like to say uh, celebrate Thanksgiving, but there's not. You know, it's you're you're celebrating. um, What is it called? The the massacre of Native Americans. No, you're celebrating the indigenous peoples helping the pilgrims to survive the long winter. Is what you're celebrating. And then later on, in turn, in turn, that led up to that. But the actual day is isolated specifically (laughs) to the natives helping the white people. Led up to the manslaughter of uh, thousands and millions of yeah, uh, Native yeah, Americans. Yeah, that's true. But okay. you know, you know, all in all, I mean, like, I don't celebrate Native American Heritage Month because I think it's just mainly it's mainly made for like the urban natives who want to <laughs> who want to be closer to their well, culture. Well, well, you know, I, I guess you know throughout the 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 white man's calendar year that you know a lot of um, ethnicities are recognized. Like you know, like there's an Asian. Yeah. Asian month there's a month that celebrates black African Americans I think there's a month that celebrates autism or something yeah. like that there's months that celebrate all of these different things and then November is specifically held for Native Americans American Indians indigenous people what have you and I guess really you know at least talking about Native American Heritage Month because I, I it, it to me I guess really it's something that's kind of just really developed within maybe the last decade yeah. or last two decades because then you know I remember as a kid that you know there wasn't really anything about Native American Heritage Month. We had Indian Day and yeah. you know we dressed yeah. up in yeah. our clothes That's like in we, September though. And we danced and that was September and that was closest to anything like you know, this it, that the, exists today the, back when we were kids. And the reason why I don't celebrate is because I gra- I uh, I got influenced by I think it was Samuel L. Jackson that yeah, was I think doing. You've been influenced by all the wrong people. <laughs> it was it was I think it was Samuel L. Jackson or was it like um, I think it was uh, uh, one of the other guys that were that were highly on. I think it was like um, what was it? He was doing an interview about like that, and one woman asked him like, you know, do you celebrate Black History Month? Mm-hmm. And he's like. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck no, man. <laughs> that's that's the you know that's a white man's holiday. Uh-huh. No white black man should be celebrating who he is. Uh huh. Because if it weren't for us, you wouldn't even be here. Uh huh. You know we're the ones who made America. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who made it uh, show that you can have your Bentley and your your frappuccinos and yeah. everything like that. And he's like, and to give us 
that as one month to celebrate who we are, that's an insult to our own culture like that. And that's why I kind of got influenced like that. And so it's like, you know, why are you celebrating something so uh, harsh in society or like in our minds, like, you know, like the genocide of Native Americans? To give us one month of like, hey, let's let's uh, let's celebrate like you know like these teachers, these white teachers, behind the teachers, like let's celebrate the natives on this you know this month here. Well, I, if I can ask the producers if we can go past a little bit time because I think it's actually a pretty good topic yeah. and it is something that you wanted to talk about. And I wish we would have covered out a little bit more time for it, but yeah, I, I wanted to have a long introduction on this episode for whatever reason. And you know, I guess you know I, I can see that side. I yeah. can see that side of the argument because I guess really at least the way that I interpret it, like the whole purpose of Native American Heritage Month, in my mind at least, as far as analyzing what's out there promoting yeah. Native American yeah. Heritage Month, is that it's supposed to be a space for indigenous peoples to be recognized by America, I guess, or, or the United States, and to showcase that we're still here, to show that we're still here, to show all of the contributions that we've made to this country, to the world, and to just generally share that we have a place still here recognize us and allow us to be to continue to live as a part of this wheel that's in this larger american machine that goes and i guess really you know to me that that's that's the whole purpose of it but then be, like for us i think like like res hope res natives especially us being hopey that you know like we 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 have more chances. Is this Christmas music? I, I think this is Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's the month of Christmas, so you know I don't know. I just yeah. chose whatever. So <laughs> you want to listen? Go. Just keep talking. <laughs> Go ahead. And 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 so you know, like like for for people like us, I guess is that we have this opportunity throughout the year to be hopey. Yeah. And so I guess you know for for most people living out here, that that would be the attitude. It's like, well, the yeah. hell, just one month out you, of the year, you know. We're going to celebrate who we are, but yet we should be doing it all throughout the year. <laughs> your, your, your beginning actually sounded like a, a white politician <laughs> voting for this, uh, voting for this holidays. Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're glad that you guys are still here. <laughs> we're going to celebrate you guys on what you've contributed to America. You know, we haven't forgotten about you guys. You know, here's a here's a free twenty five dollars uh, Starbucks gift card. You know, and and I guess you know, back to your your Samuel L. Jackson uh, example. Yeah, it's that you know, and seeing it from that side, it's like, well, we've taken millions and millions of acres of your land. Yeah, we've killed thousands, if not millions, millions yep. of you people off. That we've completely written you out of the history books. Yep. That we've completely stripped you of your identity, of your language, of who it is that you are. In exchange, here's one month to where <laughs> we can honor we'll you. We'll honor you. We'll celebrate you. And I guess you know that 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 I guess the whole from A to Z, the historical accounts that have happened yeah. of indigenous peoples in this country as it relates to like the federal government, as it relates to white people in general, as it res- as it relates to assimilation and our colonization. That's what really pisses me off is that people don't remember these things. No. People don't remember that the government has time and time again has screwed our people over. Oh, yeah. That politicians, you've mentioned politicians, have time and time again 
has not gone through with their word. But then yet in 2022, Carl and G, man, you guys are jackasses for not voting. <laughs> like, like there's just so much contradiction in that. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I guess, you know, a month's time really isn't enough time to learn about all of these things. Yeah. Because there's so much history as, you know, I guess even in broadly as just thinking of Indi- Indian country as a whole but then breaking it down individually to each tribe, what their histories are to what their attributes were to this country or locally to their States. Yeah. That sort of thing. And so, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, to me, I guess I can see it on both sides because then, you know, I can see it on the side that, you know, we have this month to show the world that we still exist and that you got a lot of organizations that use it as a way to bring more attention to themselves. Oh yeah, that's that's and, what I'm saying. Especially, you know, especially like um, I, that, that's what I'm saying is like you know this holiday is not made for Native Americans. It's made for the industrial part of Native American, where it takes like the 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 businesses and the cultivists and the you know these these different types of of uh, people that want to basically um, what is it uh, uh, capitalize on Native Americans. Basically, like, you know, like what you said, you know, it's it's to honor to get money to get funding, more funding like that. It's basically you're just we're just like showboating ourselves saying that, hey, let's let's do this so we can get more money like that. Well, I, I guess really what I mean is that like nonprofit organizations, for example, all these yeah. native nonprofit organizations, they're using this as a platform, like celebrate Native American Heritage Month by giving us money that in turn will help native people. And so whether that's helping homeless Native people or helping Native people to get a college education or helping Native people to get services that aren't wouldn't normally be provided to them unless without these nonprofit organizations. And so really, I guess, in a way that those are the positive things about it is that these Native organizations are using it to try to funnel more funding to themselves because then you have the, the nation celebrating Native Americans between November 1st and then November 30th. And then you got all these larger organizations like the Phoenix Suns, for example, yeah. that within the last few years that they've been having this Native American Heritage Night in the month of November, recognizing the 22 federally recognized you, tribes you know, in the state of Arizona. And then this year that they're coming out with a special, they're calling it a city edition, a jersey design that's supposed to be honoring Natives. <laughs> so capitalizing on Native Americans. Yeah. Well, depending on how it looks, I might, I may or might not buy that jersey. <laughs> so capitalizing on Native Americans. You know, I, it, I would celebrate Native American Heritage Month if they donated like maybe one load of coal or one load of wood to each of the households um, that actually need it the most. Who would donate this? Uh, the white people. <laughs> white people who actually made this holiday for us. <laughs> You know, you know that no native was in that that drawing board, that room saying that, yeah, we do need a month here. No, no native wanted to have this. You know that it was all these Pahana saying that, you know what we do need. We need more of is we need more of like these Native Americans to get off our backs right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give them a month. 
And to to uh, to add salt to the wounds, let's let's make it around uh, November when they actually when they actually know that uh, Thanksgiving is around. So you know you know like let's make it where like natives were the first ones to have Thanksgiving with the pilgrims. You know, let's make it like that. You know that Bahanas were the first people to do this, not Native Americans. So I have this two points on my uh, format today. One, <laughs> it says uh, see Carl's rant. And then immediately following that, it's J-Man puts Carl into his place. Okay, and now so put me we're, into we're, my place. We're, we're getting to that point. No, I, 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 well, I don't know either. Like, I, I don't know factually Yeah, how this month got started. I don't know who was involved. I don't even know who started it. He's a Bahana. I but know for I sure. would like to think that there were natives that were involved in getting this and making this happen. Because then, like, I don't think that nationally our population is large enough to where, like, it's a demand. And it's like, oh, you know, all these natives want it. Well, let's give it to them. No, I, I think that there was probably somebody in that room and said that, you know, look at this. You guys recognize black people. You guys re- re- recognize African-Americans. You guys recognize Asian people. Yeah. You guys recognize people with dyslexia. You, you guys recognize all these people, but you don't recognize the first people that were living here. Yeah. Before you guys yeah. got here. So give us our months. Like, I, I like to think. They should give us that, our year. They that, should give us a year, a whole new year. How it was done. But of course, you know, like, like uh, I, I don't know that. I don't know that for a fact. And so um, I guess either way, however, this month was created. And I, I know that there are uh, lots of other people like you. Like, it's just any normal month. Yeah. Like, like what what benefits am I getting from a celebrating Native American Heritage yeah. Month? Because I'm like that. Like, you still got to haul your own wood. Yeah. You still got to go haul your own coal or, you know, spend hundred bucks from the guy that's selling it on the road. Like nobody's you, you know, doing that for you. You know what make would make it celebrate you know what Native would, American would make Heritage it look, Month? If they gave us like tax free stuff. And that Native American heritage game that goes on at the Phoenix Suns, I still gotta pay a ticket. <laughs> I still gotta buy a ticket for like it. I'm Native American. Nobody's Native letting me in for free. And then so you're right, they are monetizing yeah. still yeah. on this idea capitalizing of against, Native yeah. American Heritage Month. And actually I was invited to last year's Native last year's Native American Heritage game that the Phoenix Suns had and I got to sit in a suite. It was so fucking cool. And I did, I went for free. I went yeah. for free on that one. But if I wanted to go again this year, I would have to pay for a ticket. And last year, there were so many natives in the crowd. And they had these cool shirts, too, that actually were free. So if you paid to get into the game, that there were these shirts there to wear. And it, it was a, a design that was done by one of the more, I guess, local, well-known artists. I think it was that OXDX guy. I, I think it was yeah. him. Yeah. But uh, they had this design on there. And, of course, they're all extra large. And it's like, God damn, how big do they think we are? <laughs> you know, and, you know, I... I guess I guess what I'm saying is that you know it, it's it, I guess it's a big insult to Native Americans to have something like this you know even even though we were capitalizing on this whole th- idea of Native American and like just like what you know the interview with Samuel L. Jackson he was saying that you know hey this I don't celebrate Black History Month because I know who I am and I don't need to have a month to recognize who I am. So it was like, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, I know who I am and I don't need a month to have people recognize who we are. And, you know, I guess this topic could probably be like, you know, there's so many people with different beliefs because, you know, some people are really for it. You know, they, they use it. It is a platform for them to share with the world that we are still here, that we should be recognized, that we should be allowed this time. 
And um, I, I guess, you know, because we're running a little bit long, the last thing to do before we go, what are some movies, some shows that talk about or have natives involved that you like to watch? How does Carl celebrate Native American Heritage Month? I don't. I still watch scary movies. Watch watch uh, Kevin Costner <laughs> flicks. <laughs> Be Starting Kevin Costner's bitch. November 1st to November 30th. <laughs> I'm not Kevin Cosner's bitch anymore, you know. Pop in uh, Dance Me Outside. That's actually a movie I really like. Actually, that's like, a pretty good movie. Uh, uh, Turquoise so like, Rose was Turquoise pretty good. Rose. Yeah. You, just, you just like to check out the Navajo Smokes, Girl. Yeah, exactly. Smoke Signals. Was Smoke pretty, Signals. Smoke Signals is actually a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> It is it's not. It's a, it's, it's a not. it's a crazy horror. Listen to the music. Listen to the music. If you if you actually watch that movie again, listen to the music. It plays like a horror movie. <laughs> there are no happy tunes to that. Every scene with Victor and with Victor and his his uh, go to partner, they it's all about like this horror scene. It's all about horror music. And I just figured that out. I was like, oh my god, this is a horror movie. This is crazy. I like it now. You know what I like to watch? Uh-huh. I like to watch... Uh, well, the first season of Res Dogs was pretty good. I actually still got to go and finish the, the second season. All the native ladies out there were being all cheap for Halloween, just putting on a baseball cap, turning it backwards, and calling themselves Willie Jack. And so I didn't have the effort to actually <laughs> put a real costume together. And... Um, and and uh, the girl, the girl that is on Reservations Dog, I think that her character name is like Alora, Alora. But uh, she she's gonna join the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I'm a big MCU guy. Oh, really? And so you know there is a native superhero. Her name's Echo, and she is on the Hawkeye series. And then um, this girl, Alora, the girl that plays Alora from Res Dog, she's going to be in the Echo series. Oh, really? And so Disney Disney Plus is jumping on the native bandwagon. And so they're going to produce a series called Echo that features a Native American heroine. And so uh, they got a native superhero out there. You know, uh, natives only play natives in movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> when have you seen a native actor or actress play anything other than, than a native yeah. person? you never seen that. I've native. noticed that. Yeah. I've definitely noticed that. If, if there was a native Ariel in the new Ariel movie, you know, the the remake, the live action movie. It would, instead be, of a, it would be a part Asian yeah. actor, actress. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's there are no movies that portray Native Americans. There, there, there's that a, have lead actors. There's a there's an actress on uh, Yellowstone, yeah. the show Yellowstone. That's a real popular yeah. show too. She portrays one of the native ladies, but she's not really native. <laughs> and so, as a result of it, I hate that character. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, there's a lot of there's character. a lot of Native American cac- uh, actors out there that want to be actors, but yet they're portrayed by Mexicans. They're portrayed by Asians. Asians. Yep. Exactly. And if you go through all the 90s uh, native movies, they're all like white people that are, are brown face. You know what movie that I really liked that came out very recently and I think a lot of Indian country liked it too was Prey. Prey was, oh, was yeah. a pretty decent movie. It was actually a really good movie. I, I actually did enjoy it. The graphics were pretty great. I, I liked it when when the the, uh, the actress, she's actually, uh, she she's in the, the actress, she is in the series Legion uh-huh. And so she's, in addition to killing predators, she's also an X-Men because then she's in this uh, epic series, <laughs> Legion. But anyway, at the very end, uh, Amber Midthunder, I think is her name. But at the end, when she kills the predator yeah. and then she does her her her, her yeah. little, oh, 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 oh. 
I, I almost cried. Oh yeah. I almost cried. I was like, fuck yeah. I was, I was laughing at that. I was like, that woman should have died. <laughs> but anyway, we've gone long. And so we would like <laughs> to wish everybody a happy Native American Heritage Month. And then that the CJ podcast to finish out this season will be coming with really strong uh, Native themed episodes. Yeah, exactly. And if you've gotten this far, I congratulate you because it was a very long episode. So if you guys want to donate something, go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to become a monthly donor. Actually, we do have a new monthly donor. Awesome. Yeah. And I forgot the name of it, but I'm pretty sure that if we go, uh, if we're basically, if we, uh, um, on the next episode, we'll give you a shout out on that as well too. So, you know, and if you guys want to donate a dollar or more, go to buy me a coffee slash CJ podcast to donate $1 or more. And if you were not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us at Carl and J-Man all across the boards on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we will be doing our 1,000 Instagram follower giveaway pretty soon. And so we have reached that milestone. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us that five-star review. It really helps us out. Get out the boards. Thank you. All right. Well, I did find her name. Her name is Candace Berman. So, you know, thank you, Candace, for actually donating your hard-earned money for us to uh, say random stuff on the- And Candace, Carl was just joking. He knew your name all along. He was not (laughs) performing bad radio right there. (laughs) I knew. Yeah, exactly. So we're just going to edit that out. Producers will edit that whole thing out. So So if you don't know what you're talking about, just shut up and don't mention it. Tip bit for all the listeners out there. All right. You're going to start your own podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long. Quack, quack. (laughs) 